Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Glick. Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Milton Glick along with Dr. Calvin Finch. Dr. Jerry Parson will be here momentarily. And, of course, you're welcome to call and be a part of the show at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Hey, before we go any further, though, you've heard us talk about it. you heard the commercials. We've got a blood drive going on here at Millburgers in San Antonio. Uh, blood is in critically low supply. We are So we're really uh, encouraging you to come on out and give blood. And you have responded. Uh, which is good. Now, don't give up, yo. We don't. We're, I'm not. I'm not trying to make you go. Oh, you know, that's great. They're doing terrific. They don't need me. No, no. Hop in the car now. Get on over here to Mill Burgers, and we're going to introduce you and tell you, give you the why. Uh, Melody Vice is here. She's a donor recruitment consultant uh, with the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center. Now, you need to be kind to her. Her dad is listening, Calvin. So be nice to Melody. Not that she wouldn't be. Yes. A cotton grower. Be nice to a cotton grower. Oh, he started off. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah, so. I love it. Thank you guys for having me today. Yeah, you know, good idea. You see your train. Move on. Move on. I forget that point. Yeah, so uh, let's talk a little bit about the blood drive and, and kind of, first off, give us a picture of where San Antonio is. Absolutely. So right now we're in a situation where we're still recovering from our low collections during the holidays, but the community has really rallied together, um, and we are overcoming that. We're incredibly grateful to organizations like Millburgers here in our community that provide us so much support. Um, we truly believe that with the right partnerships and the right people working together in our community, we could end the blood shortage. No, and it's it, and we're going to find out like where all that goes and and why it's important and how many lives it touches. But let's kind of give folks a status report because we're doing well. This is good. We uh, are. We had 30 donors that checked in during the first hour today. So every donor that comes out to Millburgers today is going to receive a $10 Millburger gift card. Every donor that does a double red cell donation is going to receive two $10 Millburger gift cards. And at the end of the day, all of our donors are going to be entered into a drawing for a $200 Wow. Millburger gift certificate. And um, we have about 30-something, is that what you said so far? We had 30 that checked in this okay. morning, absolutely. We'll be here until 1.30 today. Oh, just to, to 1.30? Okay. So um, that's good to know. And But you'll stay as long as there are people in line. You guys will stay, right? We will stay as long as we can uh, have people that are checked in. We will be taking people up until uh, probably about 2 o'clock. Good. Good deal. All right. So our goal is about 50... 54 units. All right. So we are a little more, if I'm doing my math right, this is, I was an English major, so, uh, yeah, so we're more than 50% Keep in mind, you got University of Texas. Uh Uh, (laughs) Uh-oh. Nothing wrong with that. Stop it. Uh, What? Okay. No, no. So we're... we're, Don't get distracted. We're halfway there. Which is great. So we want to encourage you to come on out and donate today uh, and just... uh, help out your South Texas community. Now, let's switch it and and do the why. So, 
Why should folks give blood? What does that donation mean to people? Right. So basically, the majority of our transfusions here in South Texas are used by our cancer patients. People that are undergoing treatments, they rely on these blood products that they need. Um, Another... uh, patient that very much so uses our blood don- uh, blood transfusions are mothers and newborns in our hospitals, especially our premature babies, um, our, of course our accident victims, and then there's a variety of other patients in the community um, that do re- uh, have different diseases that where they rely on blood transfusions every single day. And, and one donation can affect three lives, Absolutely. Right? So there's not a lot of activities in a day that you can do where you can say, I saved a life today. I saved three lives today. Yeah. So basically, whenever a donor shows up today, um, we're, we're going to take great, we take great care of our donors. Um, we're going to get you checked in. We're going to get you in for a mini wellness screening where we're going to check iron, hemoglobin, blood pressure, in temperature once uh, and you do a mini uh, medical questionnaire so once you are eligible to donate we're going to get you over to the donation area the actual donation itself only takes about eight to ten minutes yeah when you're done donating we're going to get you a gatorade a water a good snack and send you on your way saying that you saved a life today that you you saved up to three three lives lives. today And I've been asking people that I've seen maybe walk with the stickers or the T-shirts. They were a house going. They said it's moving really smoothly, that everything's going great. Just We had secret shoppers. We had secret donors. I love it. <laughs> secret bleeders. Well, uh, Millburgers has a great setup. It's a beautiful location to have the drive, and so people are very happy back there. So, all right. Now, um, we talked kind of about the why and the importance and how many lives it touches. Um, so they can come today until 1.30 uh, and get registered. They can, yes. And so anyone that's 16 years or older can donate okay. blood. Um, if you are in, in good health, feeling well, you can donate. If you're 16 years, you do need to have a parental consent and okay. you need to weigh at least 120 pounds. Anyone 17 years or older needs to weigh at least 110 pounds. And we do need all of our donors to bring a photo ID with them. Okay. And there's a little questionnaire, but really, it's if, if folks have given blood, they know it's easy. Absolutely. Painless. Try to keep it as simple as possible. But like I said, the donation itself only takes about 8 to 10 minutes. But the entire process, it's usually a good idea to give yourself about an hour from the time that you're checking in to the time that you're leaving. Do you have any type blood that you're specifically looking for now? I know that there always is an O negative. So we always have a great need for our O's, but we really need all types of blood. Okay. Okay. So uh, you can. So now they just come out. They don't go online anymore. They don't. Can they? I guess if they started now, they could do the little questionnaire online. Or is Absolutely. it too late? Okay, good. Yes. If you go to our website, SouthTexasBlood.org, you can begin your medical questionnaire there. The donor doc, the medical okay. medical questionnaire. And I asked Roger this. I won't tell you his answer. But now, in your experience. What is it that, so we've, we've got, like I said, people that know and people who don't know who are like, I don't know if I want to do it. What do you guess is their, their reluctance? Do they think it's going to take a lot of time? Do they think it's going to be painful? What do you think is their... Right. So some of the top reasons why we hear that people don't donate is the number one reason is that they haven't been asked. Okay. And we're so asking you. That is what we're here doing Nobody today. Nobody is asking you right now. We are asking you to, personally asking you to come out to Millburgers today. Um, another reason is that some people, they don't have, they think that they don't have the time. Um, if they are able to go online and do that medical questionnaire, yeah. that can absolutely uh, make the process more streamlined 
mind. Um, but we're going to take great care of you when you come out, and we're going to get you in and on your way as quickly as possible. And one of the cool things about what Millburgers does is... Um, you know, you may be thinking to yourself, well, I'm on these medications. I bet they don't, they won't take me. You know what? Let them, let the South Texas Center. That's what we always tell our donors is don't defer yourself. Right. So go on our website, take the medical questionnaire. You can also call in at 210-731-5590, and we have a team there that can answer your questions about eligibility. And if you take that chance and come... Go through the process, and even if you're rejected here, they say, nope, I'm sorry, right now you can't get blood. Millburgers will give you a $10 gift certificate just for coming out. Just for, just for presenting, just for yeah. showing up. Like I said, we're incredibly grateful to organizations like Millburgers in our community that support us. been talking to Melody Weiss, who is a donor recruitment consultant. You're going to keep checking with us? Yes, sir. All right. So, all right, how was it growing up the daughter of a, uh, a cotton farmer? So I think it's the best way to grow up. There you go. Well, he is listening. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, you were telling us this was kind of cool. This, this made sense. That So how did you decide what to spray and uh, what to treat the cotton with? So whenever I was growing up, I can remember going out in the middle of a grain field with my dad, taking a big gallon Ziploc bag, putting it over the grain head and shaking it, and whatever bugs came out, that's what he knew we needed to spray for. You know, it was a little different back then. The, the chemical mix was a little different back then. I grew, I grew, raised peaches okay. for a lo- number of years. It's a wonderful it lifestyle. Yeah. Very cool. All right, so a shout-out goes to Bernie. Absolutely, down in Corpus Christi. Who's listening to, to the show. Bernie, you'll have to call. If, you, if we say something wrong, you'll have to call and correct us at 210-308-8867. Thanks. Okay, give us a report about one. Absolutely. Okay, yes, sir. I'm going to say by 1 o'clock we're going to be at, I'm taking a risk here, how many units can we do in an hour? So we, process, we had 30 check-in the first hour. Okay. All right. So I'm going I'm to say we're going to get to 46. I'll be back to you. At 1 o'clock. I'll be back with the report. All right. Thank you guys Thanks, so guys. much. Thank you. Take you. care. All right. 210-308-8867. David, you want to sit in and tell us how your thing went real quick? Oh, you can you can just sit in Jerry's seat if you want to there. It's okay. Anywhere you want to sit is fine. All right. Yeah. Is it on? Yeah, yeah. Check, check, check. No, you're you're always on. Okay. So watch what you say. Good, good afternoon. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, dear. Good afternoon, gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we just uh, a little while ago concluded the, uh, one of our earth kind uh, series here at the beautiful Millburger Landscape Nursery. Got a lot of customers out here uh, today buying a little bit of everything, a lot of pretty plants. Uh, but our topic of discussion was on uh, trees, particularly shade trees, and uh, how important shade trees are and all the benefits uh, that we get uh, from them. And really covered a lot of the, the principles or unfortunate mistakes people make on shade trees if not slowing it down and planting it out working with these uh, certified nursery professionals such as they have here at Millburgers landscape nursery um, putting the right tree in the right location to scale you know we're planting these huge live oak trees in these very very uh, small front yards and a few years down the line the sidewalks coming up uh, the trucks are driving through the road and are getting hit by the canopy of the tree you know we, we covered all that and how to select a tree how to handle it at the nursery, how to transport it to your residence, how to properly plant it, um, uh, maintain it, all that good stuff. So we, we covered Tree 101. We, we went through cool. a lot of good questions 
uh, too. So uh, we, it was a good seminar. We've got another seminar coming up. Folks are getting excited on February 15th. You're going to be back and then doing uh, a seminar as part of our rodeo celebration. Uh, and uh, that one's going to be the topic is spring cleanup. Do's and don'ts. Spring cleanup, do's and don'ts. Okay. Yeah, Thank you for uh, reminding you. Yeah. That's okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, kick off spring. A lot of people, yeah. you know, uh, a lot of them wait a little bit before the weather, uh, what they need to do. Uh, do's and don'ts and uh, fertilizing, mulching, and selection. And I think y'all do the rodeo kickoff weekend. That yeah, day, that's, right? the, that's the kickoff We week. might talk a little bit about the rodeo tomato and potting it up and getting a start on your uh, neighbor's. On your first tomatoes in the garden. So we'll cover a little idea. bit of everything there. When's that, David? Uh, uh, when is it again? Uh, February 15th. I, there I, we go. I think he actually planned this so he could get the chili. David Smart. Yep. And that's the day after Valentine's, right? If it's in the pot, <laughs> if it's in the pot, he knows. Okay. Or something like that. There no, it, it doesn't quite work. There yeah, there Dr. Parsons is not here, so he won't say squirrel <laughs> no, here. Thank you. Something like that. Hey, so um, will folks see you at the rodeo this year? Yes, we start Thursday, February the 6th. Now, we, who is we? So we're my uh, folks. We'll be at the HEB Little Buckaroos on the farm uh, uh, tents. So HEB sponsors the tents. Uh, Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service, uh, the Horticulture Youth Program, and then we have our great Bear County Master Gardener Extension Volunteers and a great group from Guadalupe County helping us out. Oh, that's and, good. Uh, so we, it's a youth. Um, youth uh, is the key, and then we do a lot of ag literacy, where your food comes from, mm-hmm. the urban gardens, a lot of cool displays, and, of course, we release the rodeo uh, tomato out there. And I think some of these nurseries... Um, have the rodeo tomato and the rodeo hasn't started yet, but it's all good. It's all good. So, uh, is, we'll he have impl- is he implying something? Yes, he's implying something. Uh, it's all good. I, yeah. asked, I asked permission. Oh, okay. Oh, oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But it's all good. So we're come not, by. But we're not saying the name other than rodeo yeah, well, tomato okay, 2020. I'll give you the You don't name. have to. No, no, I will. Okay. Okay, so it's rodeo tomato. Yeah. A 2020 rodeo tomato. Yeah, oh, I see. Okay, what a great name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, 2020 is the year. I know. And Jerry promised it, was, it wasn't going to have a number name, but I guess it just oh, Rodeo 2022. Yeah. 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 And then February 6th will tell you the real name. The real name of it. Okay. <laughs> All right. So um, you might, you guys might know the real name before then. Uh, yeah, oh, dear. Oh, is, is there an, okay, is there maybe an article I'm, coming out? Okay. Oh, Oops. Oh, I, well, I did. Dr. Parson is a. I didn't say who. to the show here. I know. He's driven, he's driven <laughs> off the road by this oh, point. Sorry, sorry, sir. It's Calvin and Trace. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. So, are there anything besides the rodeo tomato? Anything cool um, that you well, guys are going to. David, in your, I'm sure you mentioned in your um, presentation today the. CPS. Uh, yes, the green tree rebate. Yeah. How long? How long does that last? Um, April one or May first. Uh, I believe it's April. April one. April first. April first. So, so people got a whole month oh, of February. Yes. I said, you know, citizens of and San March. Antonio that that are planting shade trees to for sure look into and take advantage of you know San Antonio water systems or conservation department has a lot of good indoor outdoor rebates and then the CPS Energy without a doubt. 
this tree uh, program they have, take advantage of it. You can save money on your bill, but and most I'll, important, your utility bills down the line. Yeah, and we've got all the information here at Millburgers. That, yes, and, and, they, they and we, got in, selection. we got in a bunch of five-gallon shade trees just for this purpose. What? Uh, and a lot of them are nice on the trees. a lot Beautiful. of them are on the list. So good. Uh, even Monterey Oak came in this week in a five. Well, the can. the list, the list is amazing too. It's I mean, the, there's a lot of. Every tree, you can think of all of those that we recommend, David yes. and I and Jerry, yes. and then there's some some that... Uh, a few unusual ones. Yeah, unusual. Worth trying. An aqua are fun. We, we got, in, fun. We got and, in some yeah. five-gallon aqua just for yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like okay. That tree in aqua. That's a, really, that's a really cool one for the wildlife. Sandpaper yeah. tree, yeah. yeah. So you mentioned 2020, Milton. Yes, uh, I did. Uh, down the line, uh, with the help of Millburgers Landscape Nursery, we already started the... the, fir, uh, the we're not going to mention the name just yet, but we have a beautiful red Texas Superstar Petunia that Millburgers will have really? in March. And then we'll do a collaborative effort of uh, hopefully Calvin can help us uh, in the newspaper and then you guys here at Millburgers. So we have about three or four real cool uh, annual type plants that will be in season at those particular times that we'll work with Trace. So uh, those are to come. So everybody keep an eye right. on the newspaper and on the radio and we got a lot of cool mainly annuals real cool annuals that, that we're real comfortable with the first one will be a red petunia and we'll leave it at that until we're ready to officially promote it then okay that'd be exciting yeah definitely david thanks so much all right guys, great have job a, have a great weekend did you want to ask your question on the air okay come on here we go we're gonna we're gonna put you on the air you're gonna do great hang on james what you got you're on the air I just want to try to build an herb garden for the first time, and I'm not sure how to identify which herbs can be planted, like in a window box, or which have. I know there's some by size I need to put in the ground, but I'm not sure which ones are edible. Some say just ornamental. Well, if you go, if you go to plant, you go to you got a computer. I mean, do you go use the computer? Yes, I do. Plant, go to plantanswers.com. And they've got some good information on various herbs and which ones. The, the, the thing I always, the, I think the most significant information is which ones grow in the winter and which ones grow in the summer. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. so you should kind of shift out. Yeah, right now, you know, we're growing parsley and uh, dill and uh, all the cold weather uh herbs and then soon we'll be doing uh, the warm weather okay so it's plant answers answers.com so, so to get your answers yeah. plantanswers.com so let me let me i'm gonna i'm gonna see if i can help you in a different way so is judy still doing herbs is she still growing her own herbs my judy yeah yes which which what would she be planting now what is she well she's got uh parsley and uh, cilantro and okay uh, both, uh, both of those are out there. Yeah. And dill. And yeah, there's dill, too. Okay. Okay. Do you like all those? Uh, oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. You, oh. Or um, I think plantanswers.com, of course, there's a lot, a lot of neat neat books that, that that go into a lot of detail on herbs. Okay. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. All right. Good luck. Thank you, Thank too. Thank you. Let us know how your herb garden's done. Yeah. Out. Give us a call. We want to know now. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. We we needed Jerry to help because 
Jerry has given presentations to the herb to the. Oh, herb. and he's all about the herbs. <laughs> yeah, once, once herb. Yeah. You know, I, my, I was bred by an herb. Uh huh. That's what I heard. You were yeah. saying, yeah. Herb Parsons. Yeah, herb. All right. James is on the line at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. James, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Let's see if we can help you before we got to take a break. What's going on, James? Thanks for waiting. Uh, all right. I'll try to make it quick. Hey, listen, I uh, live on this far south side, actually in Atascosa County. So I picked up a uh, day before yesterday on my way home from work, because I work in San Antonio, uh, peach tree off of Luciana. I'm going to put it in the ground today. But I just happened to ask if they had any tomato transplants, and they said yes. And uh, I got one that they claimed Should I be the hearing, James? Tomato. Yeah. Hello? Yeah, no, we got you. Calvin's not hearing you yet, but we'll figure out that. Go ahead. Okay, I picked up some of the rodeo tomato, and I was going to pot them up today. And at sundown last night, they were looking real good. I got up this morning, the whole six-pack is empty. What kind of varmint would take those? Oh, my gosh. Oh, raccoon. They're all gone. All six are gone, pulled up. I bet a <laughs> raccoon. There, but there's no grain. Huh. Yeah. That's yeah. weird. That, that's that's be- James, James, that's because... You weren't supposed to buy the rodeo tomatoes this soon. <laughs> so, so yeah. raccoons have been trained by the master gardeners to to oh follow you home. Okay, so yeah, you think it was a raccoon? You think it was a raccoon? Yeah. I got a live animal trap, and then I'll just set that thing then. I was thinking. Yeah. That's, that's a shame. I'm sorry about that, James. I'm pretty it sure it was a raccoon. Okay. All right. I, I was perplexed because I never had that happen to me before, but... If it's something that big, I'll just put the trap out there and see what I get. Yeah, he he just finally he decided he wanted some salad. Yeah, well, I guess, good toma- <laughs> I guess they're going to be good tomatoes if I ever get that, some in the ground. Absolutely. All right. You can, test- right, you well, can testify the tomato is good because the raccoon ate it. Yeah, and well, he I didn't complain. You, you got raccoon recipes on your website? No, I don't know if I've got coon recipes or not on that. Okay. Well, right, squirrel. Well, He's got squirrel right. and he has... I didn't put the armadillo. You didn't put the armadillo or the gopher? Did you put the gopher on no. there? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, sorry about right. that, James. Hopefully we helped right. you. Appreciate you it. Take care. All right, we got to take a break. We're going to come back in just a moment. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. If you've got those kind of varmints bothering you, we're going to tell you how you can get rid of them right after this on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bull Road. We know you love gardening, so... Add one more day to your Valentine's Day celebration. On the day after Valentine's Day, February 15th, head on over to Millburgers where you will love having a good time learning and having some great food and festivities. We're going to have a rodeo celebration. That's right. And the big star of the show, the 2020 Rodeo Tomato, it'll be announced and available for sale. Plus, there's going to be chili, Fritos, and drinks from 11 a.m. till the pot runs dry, and that's all at no cost. The South Texas Zone. Texas Weather Band will be there playing the best of traditional country music from 11 until 3. There's free pony rides and a petting zoo from 11 to 3 and free face painting. And then get there at 10 o'clock and enjoy the adult 
gardening class called Spring Cleanups to Do's for Your Lawn and Landscape from 11 to 1030, taught by David Rodriguez. Go to MillbergerNursery.com for more info. Back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The answer, Milton Glick, along with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons. And we're going to talk gardening with you at 210-308-8867. Again, if you've got those bugs that are bugging you, if you've got those uh, rodents, if you've got those mammals out there that are giving you a hard time, you call Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control. He'll come on over there and help you out and uh, help you take care of all those things. Roaches, scorpions, spiders, ants, fleas, ticks, you name it, if it's bugging you. Spider-Man, termite, and pest control can help you. And their approach is holistic, which I think is important because they're going to look and see what caused it and help you prevent it, and then they're also going to treat it. So it's not, uh, the biggest complaint I hear from people is that uh, it was treated, they treated for roaches, and two weeks later those roaches were back. Well, according to Spider-Man, what happens is they don't fix the problem so the, the roaches, maybe it's caulking in the house that's melted or it's contracted, letting those roaches get in. So they're going to look for the source and, uh, and try to prevent that, too, so that your treatment works really well. Uh, give them a call, Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control, 210-656-3721, organic or synthetic. They can do both. Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control, 210-656-3721, online at GoSpiderManPest.com. GoSpiderManPest.com. Is he, is he giving out uh, uh, free re- recipes like he used to for spiders and, I mean, for possums and squirrels and raccoons? No, no, I think he's counting on you to do that. Oh, okay. okay. You were the king of those recipes. He couldn't even compete. I wonder if he's got that on his website. No, I think he just he just he's got a good website. You yes, know. he does have a good website. Maybe I ought to offer him those recipes. I think you should. <laughs> I think Warren would like that. Two one zero. That's that website. By the way, go spidermanpest dot com. There you go. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. So what you know? Uh, pretty good. Uh, we were at the uh, tree adoption. Oh, workshop. were you out at the Pearl? Yeah. Oh, I should have. Lots of people. Oh, I know. I saw that. Lots of people. I should have had you sneak me a tree. <laughs> I wanted to go, but I was afraid that I couldn't. If Yeah, I was afraid I wouldn't be here in time. It sounds like it's moving pretty well. People lined up at 430. Oh, my gosh. For 8 o'clock giveaway. Oh. One tree. Wow. How big were the trees? This They're minute? nice. They said trees. three to five gallon, I think, yeah, is what I heard. They're nice. Yeah. But anyway. But, uh, a lot of people, a uh, lot of good questions. Uh, oh, good. A lot of questions. I brought some here for us to talk about. All right. Let's talk about them. And uh, they wanted to know, uh, since we've got fruit trees. Now, yeah, we have fruit trees here. I, I would and they're 20% off, by the way. Still 20% off. According to the website. <laughs> That's what I saw. Uh, Any better, Calvin? No, I can hear you guys fine. That's but, good. But I'm uh, <laughs> okay. having trouble with the internal. All right. Well, let's uh, see. But anyway, I, I saw you all couldn't, couldn't get David to come out with a name. He would not do it. He came out with the Rodeo Tomato 2020. And thought he was so smart. Yeah. He trained him well. He did, he just, he did not want to. He said, Dr. Parsons, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> he, 
he did allude to the fact that yeah. some nurseries, right, like Milburn, already have some of the uh, uh, yeah. tomatoes. Yeah. And uh, that that caller we had just while James, yeah, had James a while got him, has already purchased them. Like I said, and, though, and they're a good tomato because the raccoons ate them. <laughs> raccoons won't eat bad tomatoes. Yeah, when people ask, when we do come out with a road tomato, people are going to ask. Were they? Did they eat the transplants? Yeah, yeah, ate yeah. all all six plants. He got six plants. So if they when they ask is the rodeo tomato gonna be is it good, we say the raccoon ate all six plants. It's raccoon approved. <laughs> so, but it kind of kind of lays waste to your uh, when you may, used to make fun of people that were seemed to be growing tomatoes for their foliage. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, they <laughs> raccoons ate the foliage yeah. of these rodeo tomato, but we don't know about the fruit. It never got to that. Right. Point. Right. <laughs> So anyway, uh, we had, a, like I said, I had a good meeting down there, and uh, we got some questions in. Uh, how long before tree, uh, fruit trees produce fruit? Okay, that's a good question. <laughs> well, uh, immediately, if they're, I mean, first season, if they're in containers. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times they will. In the old days, you know, when you had a... Bare root. Bare root. And then yeah. you talked, we talked about three years all the time, the third year. Yeah. Because you would uh, start, you cut half the foliage off and and start that way. But now you get the, the, well, the uh, variety of the fruit that you want. And you can, usually you can expect some action that first year. Yeah. And, um, uh, there were down there. There were as many as many dogs and pets as there were. People. Yeah, that's it's, it's known for that. <laughs> but uh, you, that, the little dog here reminded you of that. Yeah. Did the dogs yeah, ask? Just two there came in. There. Oh, did the dog ask you any question? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> and uh, as I was walking in, I noticed all the blue bonnets are gone. Oh. That one one six pack of uh, one or two six packs of white left. Okay. And uh, so the red, uh, we're expecting big things out of the uh, out of the plantings. And I'm I'm expecting the people that planted them to go ahead and pull the off colors up in the like if you have blues mm. and whites. You pull up the blues, of course. Sure. <laughs> good, good luck on that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I've told the story all the time. The farmer plant, planted them outside, uh, planted a row of them. I mean, a lot, uh, a pink at that time. And uh, outside the kitchen window so his wife could watch them bloom. And I said, all right, we'll, put, we'll, we'll let you plant them, but uh, we're going to have to come in there and call them pretty hard. And uh, so when they started blooming, the farmer said, my wife said, if you touch one, she'll kill you. <laughs> Good for her. She can also shoot out that window, you know. Yeah. So anyway, okay. Let's get back to the fruit deal. Okay, so... Uh, 
did you get a, like questions? Was that one you got a lot of? I can imagine you. Oh get a lot yeah, of, yeah, a lot yeah. of that one. Uh, what was the goal? Did they did they tell you what the goal of the distribution program was? Just uh, for people to adopt a fruit tree. I mean, was there a water conservation goal, or was it just... Yeah, it's an arbor. Uh, the, uh, Sauce, that, right? Yeah. It's all the participant in it. So it's, uh, they, these were all uh, water uh, wa- water use plants. Uh-huh. I mean, uh, were they, I mean wa- was Saws the main sponsor of the program? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just find it strange that they they've uh, shifted away from vegetable uh, supporting educational programs for vegetable gardening, but now they're I didn't quite understand the fruit. Well, you le- you there. left them all staggering alone over there, Calvin. You know how it is. Uh, when I plant my plum tree, how long before they come? can start producing plums. Oh, now that's probably a little bit of a different answer. Well. Because of chilling hours? Uh, <laughs> I, yeah. On paper, they should be the same, but they're... Yeah. So, Sometimes uh, we've got a plum at the greenhouse, and that stupid thing I don't think it's ever had plums on uh-huh. it. It's a big tree now. But uh, we, we, we recommend and sell methylene. And uh, Santa, uh, Methley and uh, Santa Rosa, I guess, uh-huh. uh, is what we have here. And uh, they're usually pretty consistent producers. Yeah, but uh, people, uh, some people, uh, we had one question. Uh, they had a had a plum and a and a peach and something else that ne- hadn't bloomed or produced fruit, obviously. Uh, and so, uh, Mark Peterson and I were on the stage, and uh, we said uh, we came up with the idea of a shade. It was planted in too much shade, and they said, "No, this is full sun." Hmm. So I, when I hear something like that, usually uh, it's care. In other words, yeah. uh, they hadn't watered it during the drought, and. Uh, and we had had some people ask about citrus. Said the leaves turned yellow and fell off of citrus. And so I told them that uh, the leaves wilt before they. And they, a lot of times on citrus they'll stay on the tree, hang on the tree. But uh, if they fell off, uh, I, I think that was drought. Mm-hmm. Now the yellow, the yellowing can be from uh, like a fer- fertility nitrogen, especially. Yeah. Well, I think now, I think people don't give plums the same attention they give peaches. All right, and they have a. I think you're right too. They kind of get the the odd place in the uh, landscape, and then the like mine are planted uh, on raised beds, but they're not. They're kind of at the the end of the the planting area, and they just don't. He, the, the peaches are responding to chill hours and everything, and yeah, I, you kind of. I just kind of noticed that I haven't got any response for a couple of years from the plums, and not not much growth. 
part of uh, part of my issue too was that uh, there was so much uh, sun skull damage. Yeah, that's true. And I think plums are sensitive <clears throat> to that. Yeah. Methylies especially. All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven, with a. More information. We'll just put it that way. Mark is on the line at 210-308-8867. Hey, Mark, how'd it go? Oh, it was wonderful. Jerry and I had a wonderful time. (laughs) Although he didn't listen to me. Oh, dear. The Brute is sponsored by the Alamo Forest Partnership and the city of San Antonio Parks and Recreation Department. Oh, okay. Uh, it doesn't have anything to do with it except me. Oh, oh <laughs> that's good to know. <clears throat> I think in a weird way you're getting credit, because I had people tell me they were going to the Saws event at the Pearl. <laughs> um, so, yeah. That, that's yeah, not much no, of a contribution no. by Saws just to send Mark. So, so yeah. Calvin, you're okay. You don't have to be upset. Why don't, yeah. What did he say? I'm sorry. No, no, Calvin couldn't hear you, Mark. Okay, we're going to get oh. you a headset. It was not put uh, on by well, Saws. We, oh. yeah, Mark, Mark, Mark was yeah. Saws' contribution was giving them Mark <laughs> for a day, for a few hours. Please take him, they said. <laughs> That's right. You don't have to, like a library book, you don't have to return him for three weeks. Just keep him. If you want to renew him, you got a couple of times you can renew him. Absolutely. Well, I'm glad it went well, and it sounded like it went smoothly. Who was the I was sponsor? telling Jerry, uh, can you hear or you can't hear? I can't hear a thing. Okay, hold on. Here, you take these for a second. All right. And tell me you if you can it? hear. Wait, not, well, not just yet. Hang on. Fuzz, give us a fuzzy wuzzy was a bear, Mark. <laughs> was a bear. Fuzzy can you hear Mark now? I can. Uh, I can't hear his way. Mark, who sponsored it? Not Saws. Uh, <laughs> the Alamo Forest Partnership and the City of San Antonio Parks and Recreation Department. SA Parks and Recreation. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was okay. telling. Uh, it must have gone smoothly because I was telling Jerry that you know it was kind of like, oh, cool, I want to go and. I've, I got the show to do, so I was scared. Yeah. Uh, but I know someone that got there early, and by nine o'clock they were done. So it sounds like it went smoothly. Good. Yes, it went smoothly. Except Jerry and I ran away at the very end because we noticed that there was a discrepancy in the counting, okay. and there were there were people in line with their tickets, and there appears to be no trees. Oh so, no. So we we. we and we ran away. We didn't want to be involved with it. You're a so smart man, Mark. Since I re-emphasize over and over again, if you have a ticket, you will get a tree. People oh, in life get a ticket. And so that's that's really why I ran. Well, I'm, I don't blame you. There he is. He said we'd get one. Get him. And exactly. and uh, t- tell Milton the mo- the uh, most unusual question we got today. Oh yeah, what was the most unusual question? Yeah. How do I keep my donkey away from my uh, fruit tree? Yeah. Oh, we get that question all the time. If we've had one donkey question, we've had a thousand. I mean, and Mark, Mark, and I gave a simple answer? answer. What was the answer? Uh, probably had to so, fence it or talk to the donkey. Oh, and you yeah. don't mean talk, do you? 
<laughs> no. <laughs> and you would be you would be proud of Mark and I. Yes, we I'm did, already proud we, of you. We we did not say uh, keep your ass away from that tree. Oh, thank you for not saying that. Uh, <laughs> okay, <laughs> I, I'm 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 willing to bet that one of you two was probably more tempted to say that than the other, and that made me the person yeah. who just said it. <laughs> Although anyway. Well, did have a question. How do you tell the difference between a male and female tree? No. And I, no. It, but uh, both of us restrained ourselves. Oh, y'all are y'all have learned over the years. Yeah, we've gotten a little bit older. Yeah, we've mellowed. Well, that's cool, Mark. Well, since we got you on the phone, okay. Any, anything that you want to uh, you that is going on with songs that you want to talk about for a sec? Yeah, it's just that. I okay. would like. To- the announcement that the this year's 2020 spring bloom oh. at Saw's headquarters is March 14th. There will be presentations, a free plant, and lots of unusual plants that will be offered by sale from... Uh, uh, GBSD, oh, Mascar, and whom we finally call Jerry's Kids. <laughs> okay, so how do they, do, do they, uh, would signing up for the newsletter make sure they got that information? They just go to the website? That what do you suggest? Another wonderful opportunity. Um, sign up for the newsletter. The e newsletter comes out every Tuesday afternoon. And or uh, stay tuned. I will probably be making announcements, uh, periodic announcements here on KLU. Okay. Uh, uh, but uh, what's the other thing? Oh, nine two one, nine two one. Our towers. Okay. At the Saws headquarters, the front parking lot, and that is two eight zero zero U.S. Highway two eight one. All right. Yeah, cool. All righty. Well, thank you for the correction and uh, the information, Mark. Oh yeah, yeah. I, guess I, I felt uh, I felt Calvin's pain when when Jerry said, uh, so, "No, no, 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 no." Um, <laughs> much like the Texas much like the Texas Rangers, Dawes and one individual, and that would be. <laughs> I see. I like that. That's that's uh, <laughs> hey, nice. <laughs> Yeah, I did like that. Every crowd, every crowd, they send one person. That's right. All it takes is one saws conservation. You've been through crowds. You've seen them. You know how to handle them. And you know when to leave. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say. And I know when to run. Uh huh. All right. Thanks, Mark. Oh, what's, 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 where do they go for the, uh, for the newsletter? SA Gardening stuff. Thank you. Okay, so this was what we repeated over and over again. We said, uh-huh. for other questions, please go to plantandsaws.com. How was ICDM? Okay, and then also the new website, Garden Style. Oh, Garden SA, Style, I say. SA or GardenStyleSanAntonio.com. Uh, that's all one word. Cool. Thank you, Mark. You're very welcome. Thank you. 
we'll take, talk, talk to you soon again. I'm, I'm sure we'll say something that you can correct very soon. So keep listening. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And remember, to always yes, protect your tree from the donkey. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Do not encourage him, Mark. You know better than that. You know he's thinking to say something. Yeah. All right. We're, we're going to take a break uh, and come back in a moment. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road on 930 AM. The answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bull Road. We know you love gardening, so add one more day to your Valentine's Day celebration. On the day after Valentine's Day, February 15th, head on over to Millburgers where you will love having a good time learning and having some great food and festivities. We're going to have a rodeo celebration. That's right. And the big star of the show, the 2020 Rodeo Tomato, it'll be announced and available for sale. Plus, there's going to be chili, Fritos, and drinks from 11 a.m. till the pot runs dry, and that's all at no cost. The South Texas Zone Texas Weather Band will be there playing the best of traditional country music from 11 until 3. There's free pony rides and a petting zoo from 11 to 3 and free face painting. And then get there at 10 o'clock and enjoy the adult gardening class called Spring Cleanup To-Dos for Your Lawn and Landscape from 11 to 10.30, taught by David Rodriguez. Go to MillburgerNursery.com for more info. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM. The answer, our phone number, 210-308-8867. Yeah, we need to get Trace uh, up here to find out what nurseries might have that rodeo tomato. Uh, like maybe somewhat on 1604 on Bull Verde Road. I'm just saying. There you go. Hey, let me take a second to talk to you about deck and patio care. Uh, the weather's uh, been nice. Uh, like yesterday was wonderful. Uh, but, again, uh, spring will be here before you know it. And uh, you and the family uh, will want to spend time on that deck or patio. Or, and uh, it may not look the way you want it to. Well, Barry Hagendorf of Deck and Patio Care can help you. And I, I just realized uh, when I, you know, I've been doing these and talking about them for a while, and I realized that you may just want to make sure your deck always stays looking like new and it's always in, in the best shape, too. He'd be a good person to have come every now and then and just make sure that your deck was uh, in tip-top shape and uh, uh, make sure it was stained and looked great. Go to his website. I think that, you know, a picture says a thousand words. Worth a thousand words. Worth a thousand words. Okay. Uh, And you'll see the before and after pictures. And you'll see when he says it really can look new again, it really can look new again. Um, and that's the key. So you can see what your deck could look like again or could stay looking like. It's deckandpatiocare.com, deckandpatiocare.com. And you can call him. Uh, Barry has been doing this since 1985, knows what he's doing, loves this, absolutely passionate about it, uh, and has studied and studied and studied and studied. And then he woke up and he studied some more. <laughs> 822-9147. Don't forget, we've got the blood drive going on today. We're doing really well. Uh, we were above the halfway point by noon uh, when Melody came on and told us, and that's great. Uh, so uh, we want to make sure by 1.30 or 2 uh, that we reach our goal, which is 54, but I bet we can do even better than that. When so, I when I there were a lot of people moving through 
But there was no lines or anything. Yeah, I asked somebody else that was walking yeah. out. They, I said, hey, how did it go? And she goes, oh, it was great. It went really smoothly. So, so there's, doing real- it works to have an appointment, but it also works just to come in. They'll find a spot for you. Did you have a question? Can we ask it on the air? Oh, no, no, no. Okay. Well, well, okay. Well, you want to talk to Jerry for a second? And then you can ask him your question. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Toll free. It's 866-308-8867. Uh, let's see. Well, I, I guess Jerry hasn't told us what you wrote about yet, so we'll, we'll wait and uh, find yeah, out on that. I wrote about uh, pruning, and we... Uh, we mentioned in there the importance of uh, of uh, spraying uh, horticultural oil for the scale insects, and you, with the weather being so mild, you wanna you wanna beat the budding out of your fruit trees. Oh, and the new a real, a real emphasis on uh, on spraying for scale in the backyard. Uh, Peaches and plums and apples and everything. Um, uh, Dr. Larry Stein has has come to the conclusion. He's our uh, expert in the field in the state, and he's come to the conclusion that that scale insects are the the, the biggest threat to backyard pl- uh, Is that right? fruit production of uh, any other issues, and so. Now, you want to get that horticultural oil, and you just follow label instructions, spray it on uh, generously, and uh, then you want to you want to beat the the budding. So okay. You, so do it. You probably want to do it before you prune, uh, but you can you can prune first if you're going to do it in a uh, relatively quick time, and then uh, what that what that horticultural oil does is uh, suffocate the. The scale, you know, scale is the little aphid-like insects are protected by a calcium cover mm. armor, and the horticultural oil, dormant oil, if you can find it, is also is also works, and uh, that suffocates the, the the little aphids, the aphids that are sucking the juices from the plant. Yeah, and you can tell that you know you can kind of see them a white powdery on peach scale, but then there's on Citrus. It's a dark colored, a little harder to see on the leaves. We're talking about the uh, scale, Jerry. And can you see if you've if it's been effective in knocking them off, or do well, they just stay there? Once uh, you got to be a little pay, you got to pay be patient on that a little bit. Oh, okay. You uh, you'll you'll be able to tell in a little while. You know, you'll st- start seeing, but you, you know, you won't get it all. But you you can get most of it if you're careful and follow the label instructions on the horticultural oil. Now that's an organic control and uh, easy to apply. You, got, you can be generous with it, uh, but yeah, yeah, get it uh, get it on those uh, fruit trees, even your citrus. Uh, look oh, real okay. close; you'll probably find Especially some scale. citrus. Yeah, and, it shines the leaves if nothing else. Yeah, the. Uh, and I was saying that the peaches, it's kind of easy to, peaches and plums is kind of easy to see the the yeah. white scale, but the, the darker scale on yeah, citrus brown. is a tougher. It's kind of a, a brown. I haven't had any uh, problems, Jerry, so far with the uh, horticultural oil uh, affecting my That's good. snapdragons or anything. That's good. Jerry and I are a little worried. In the old, old days, we 
Uh, the dormant oil we use uh, had an impact. Uh, uh, it was a petroleum base. Yeah. Oh. It, it was oh. An impact on uh, annual annual flowers yeah. and things, and uh, may not may not not be a problem anymore. But you just want to be aware. Look at your label instructions, whatever yeah. the product that you have. Well, and I, you, and I, no, I noticed when you listed them, you left off blackberries. I think there's a there's a disease that uh, dormant oil controls on really? blackberries. Yeah, no, I really I really haven't ever thought of it. But as I, a, I, I used to spray my blackberries all yeah. the time. Of course, it not, doesn't before hurt. they bloom. It doesn't hurt anything. No, now, the, the reason you're you're trying to move relatively fast is though you don't you don't want to apply it after your buds open up on your on your fruit trees. Right. So get it get it now when they're just before they started their swelling and and you'll be done with it and it'll be your trees will be in much better shape for the year. And you mentioned too Spider-Man actually does that as well. So if you don't want to do it yourself, Spider-Man pest control can help you spray that as well. Hey, uh, we're going to take a break in just a second. 210-308-8867. We'll get you caught up with news, and I'll tell you the weather after that. But listen, I want to encourage you again to come on out to Millburgers today. We've got the blood drive going on uh, till 1.30, but if you're here at 1.30 and you've checked in, they're going to stay as long as it takes, and it's so important uh, to come out and give blood. Uh, right now, the blood supply in San Antonio, as they said, uh, they use the term fragile. It's in a fragile place, so uh, when we'll come on, we're going to probably get a uh, an update at 1 o'clock and find out how many uh, units we've gotten since we went on the air. So we want to encourage you to uh, but come on out and um, and donate blood. Millburgers will give you a $10 gift certificate just for going through the process. So even if for some reason they say they can't, uh, they can't take you this time, Millburgers will thank you for coming out and trying with a $10 gift certificate. Of course, if you give blood, you'll get the same gift certificate. You get a few of those white blue bonnets. I think there's some stocks over there, too. Uh, yeah. Yeah. What, uh, what is the blood bank giving? We'll for? find out. I don't remember. I'm sure Melody told us, but I don't remember. Maybe chicken? I saw a T-shirt, but I'm not sure. If, uh, <laughs> I, yeah. I'll find out. Oh, I, I want that, chicken. Who I know you t-shirt? want chicken. I know you want chicken. We'll tell Melody Terry's that got, you want chicken. Terry's got chicken on the mind. Right? He always has chicken on the mind. All right. Uh, Bill Miller chicken. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Toll free outside of San Antonio, 866-308-8867. We've got more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. I'm Milton Glick. This is 930 a.m. The Answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. And good afternoon again. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Our phone number 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. As promised, uh, we'll take a look at the uh, the weather forecast. Currently 64 degrees here at Millburgers. 30% chance of showers tonight. How much? 40? Uh, 30. 30. 30. I I heard that they were talking rain. Yeah. They've upped it. They were only going about to 15 to 20 uh, 30 now mainly uh, before midnight areas of fog after nine o'clock yeah there were some of the forecasts were a little 
more solid than 30%. No, really? Okay. They didn't give a percentage, but they made it sound like well, expect yeah. some action. Well, this is weather.gov, so... Here, let me see. I don't know why I'm not hearing you very well, Calvin. Uh, clear uh, this uh, tomorrow, areas of fog before 9 a.m., otherwise mostly cloudy through mid-morning, then gradually clearing with a high near 75. This evening or tomorrow night, clear with a low around 47. Winds out of the northeast and at 5 miles per hour, calm after midnight. Supposed to be clear tomorrow, right? Yeah, it sounds like it. Sounds like tomorrow's uh, clear, low around 40. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, tomorrow, cl- uh, foggy in the morning and then uh, clearing up during the day. Yeah. High near 75, so that'll be nice. All right. Slight chance of showers Monday night. Tuesday, again, a 30% chance of showers um, and stuff. They're right. just messing with us. Now, 50% chance of showers on a Thursday, so that's good. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. We've got Melody Vice with us here. She's, gonna, she's with the uh, South Texas Blood and Tissue Center. And she's going to tell us, how are we doing, Melody? We are doing great. So we're having the blood drive out here today at Millburgers. Uh, we are currently sitting at 38 units. Okay, so I was a little so, off, but that's okay. 38 is yeah, good. 38 so we, units. So it slowed down. Okay. Um, we had a morning rush, and then it got a little slow. So um, we need about 20 more people to come out today um, to meet our goal. So at South Texas Blood and Tissue Center, we actually provide uh, blood products for over 100 hospitals hospitals and clinics in 48 counties in South Texas. And in order to do this, we have to collect 400 units a day right here in our community. Yeah, and We so, had an important discussion wondering what oh, kind of gift the blood bank was giving. I mentioned that Mill Burgers was giving a $10 gift certificate for everybody who tried and gave or just tried. And then, I, then they wanted to know, and you may get grief on this, so be careful. What is the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center? So we are giving an awesome long sleeve red T-shirt. Oh, I saw that. That's what I Yes, saw. we don't do the long sleeve T-shirts very often, so we have a long sleeve red T-shirt Jerry's that we're doing. Jerry's heartbroken. Jerry's heartbroken. He wanted the Bill Miller's chicken that sometimes you partner with. Too. <laughs> well, we may have to take care of that for you. So. Okay, okay. He'll be your friend forever. He That's he, right. He can't give blood himself. He has to get somebody from outside uh. there. Well, and you know what? What we always say is that if you're not eligible to donate, you can still be a voice and you can be an advocate. When you're doing the Bill Miller gift certificates, Jerry is an advocate. <laughs> you, sir, you I look like... I will keep that in mind. Like, yeah, you, go get blood now. And bring me that certificate back. No, we've got uh, a great long sleeve red t-shirt. Cool, so very, very It's nice. a nice one. It yeah. is, yes. And then, like you said, every donor that comes out today um, will receive a $10 Millburgers gift certificate. If you do a double red cell donation, you'll receive two $10 Millburgers gift oh, certificates. Oh, very cool. And then at the end of the day today, all of our donors are going to be entered into a drawing for a $200 gift certificate so to the, Millburgers. One of those 40 folks, at least, is going to... Win a hundred bucks. Yes, sir. Yes, two hundred. It's a two hundred dollar, two hundred dollars. Oh, two. So to mill burgers. Yeah, two different. No, (laughs) two hundred. Well, 200 is the grand prize. The grand prize, yes. Oh, I thought it was uh, under. I did, too. So okay. the odds are good. Yeah. Absolutely. So, okay, so let's talk about the why again. Why, why We talked about being in, in who, who, 
Who does the blood help that they, that they give? It's 20 people that are going to come that are in their cars right, right. now. Right, yes. And I do have an update on that. We are taking donors until 1.37 p.m. Okay. So we need to get people out here pretty pretty quickly. We have about another 30 minutes. Okay. So the people in our community that need the blood products, basically a majority of our blood is transfused to cancer patients mm-hmm. here in the community that are undergoing treatment. And if you're, you're, it's, you're in a rare neighborhood, if you don't have, during the year, if you don't have some kind of a, a need for blood, you know, you just, you just don't even think about it until one of your neighbors or one, somebody in your family mm. needs it. And then it reminds you yeah. how important it is and what you should be doing every quarter or every year. Absolutely. It's not something that people think about a lot unless it's affected them personally or someone in their family. That's very true. Yes. And that's the thing with blood is that we say we can't make it. We can't buy it. There's only one way to get it, and that's bringing in these generous uh, volunteer donors. Yeah. So, And we say that at South Texas Blood and Tissue Center, we are the bridge between the donor and the patients in our community. So we work hard every day. Like I said, 400 units a day is what we have to bring in. So we're working hard every day to make sure that when someone in is, is in need, that those products are going to be there for them. Yep, and so each donation saves three lives. So our 20 people will save uh, the 20 extra that we're hoping you're in the car right now. You've got 37 minutes approximately <laughs> to get over here to 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Uh, but, uh, yeah, come afterwards, too, and we'll, we'll tell people where other things are going well, on. And it's kind of, you can, it'll be fun, too, to see everything that's here at the nursery. All the new fruit yeah. trees are in and the uh, an- cool weather annuals. Uh, lots of nice snapdragons and uh, a few blue bonnets, white ones is all there. Yeah, two six packs. Yeah. Okay. Do y'all do y'all go to another location after you leave this one? So we are running mobile blood drives all throughout the community. And one way that you can find out about blood drives is going to SouthTexasBlood.org. We have seven donor rooms that are located in various areas in the city. And then we also have mobile drives that are happening all around the region. And so you can find something that is close to you and you can sign up. Yeah, so if you can come today, we encourage you. We want to hit our goal. We want you to be a part of that. But if... If today just doesn't work for you, that doesn't mean you can't donate. So uh, there's South Texas, uh, it's at SouthTexasBlood.org. SouthTexasBlood.org. So we'll like them even if they don't come here. Milton. We still will. <laughs> we like them, and we take great care of our donors when they show up. We're, when they show up, we're incredibly grateful to the oh, people that come out. Oh, you got homemade cookies or something? Or? Well, uh, I don't know about homemade, but there's some good uh, snacks over there. So after you're done donating, we'll get you fixed up with a Gatorade or a water and a good snack, and we'll send you on your way saying that you saved a life today, there's that no, you saved so three lives. Chicken there, though. So since Millburgers started this, uh, I don't know how many years ago they've been doing the quarterly blood drive. Calvin has been com- complaining. No. It's not like the old days where they used to have the homemade cookies that were so good. Uh, I'll remember that. He, still, the next he time. still gave blood, but he whined about it. I'll uh, work on that for the next drive. All right. And did Bernie hear us? Uh, he did. He okay. did hear us. He's down there putting out some uh, fertilizer and herbicides today and, and listening. So you may have a new listener. Oh, good. Yeah, there you okay. go. Good. So, Bernie's the cotton farmer. Oh, okay. Okay. Do you have anything that you want to help Bernie out with, or you figure Bernie's got it under control? <laughs> I, I imagine Bernie's got it under control. Okay. Gosh, it's just amazing how co- uh, cotton farmers have <laughs> t- uh, cha- changed the whole industry to, to make it an environmentally uh, leader. 
absolutely. Yeah. I think it's a lot of times, you know, you don't think about where those products come from. Like with blood, you don't think about where that comes yeah. from. You just know it's there. And, you know, a lot of our ag products, you just go to the store, you buy it, but you don't really know where it came from or what went into getting yeah. it there. Yeah. And the timing is just... Uh, yeah, they, yeah, this is early for planting cotton, yeah, at least in Tennessee. So I believe they're going to start down and. Uh, further south of us about the middle of February. Yeah. So they base, whenever they start, they base that on the seawater temperature. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they use uh, early, uh, fast-maturing varieties uh, so that uh, they'll beat the weevil, uh, the yeah, bow every, weevil. Everything is done. They pretty the well weevil, eliminated yeah. the bow weevil yeah. out of Texas. The bow weevil eradication. Wow, really? yeah. Knock on wood there. Don't, be, don't get too bow <laughs> Well, yeah, they're they're following cultural procedures that uh, you know shredding the crop down. Well, immediately. do you remember Jerry when? And I don't remember who it was that brought it to our attention. We were doing a ornamental cotton. Yeah, yeah. We were doing a whole using it in the garden and how attractive it was. And <laughs> somebody brought it to our attention that this was beyond the time when you were supposed to have right. cotton out there. You know that. We, we, they, they did. At least they didn't credit us with ruining the whole weevil control program. I, I believe that the Bull Weevil Eradication Act passed. But was it back in the nineties? Yeah, like the mid nineties. Yeah, yeah. I remember oh, that. Wow. I was pretty young back then. So. And bull weevil used to be a big uh, input on, on cotton. They'd have to spray. Uh, well, for then cotton it, yeah. for the bull weevil. It, it just made it uh, the environmental issue too. Yeah, uh, trying yeah. Trying to control it. Uh, because of the the herbicides and the uh, insecticides you had to use, uh, things are great, greatly improved. Now they're using Roundup-resistant cotton, aren't they? Yes, sir. Does your dad plant Roundup-resistant cotton? They do, yes, sir. <laughs> cool. And, wow. uh, and, uh, and guess what they use to kill the weeds, Milton? I'm guessing round uh, round. Uh, what is what was she doing? Uh, Try something. Yellow herbicide. Yellow herbicide. Uh, what's the what's the yellow well, herbicide? Roundup is a herbicide. Oh, okay. Anyway, <laughs> all right. So, what temperature does the seawater have to be? Do you, you know, know, that's a good question. We may have to have him on the next okay, show to we'll give y'all to... all the four one one on that. So, well, so it's based on this this why the seawater temperature? Do you know? I, be- I guess that that means that the soil and the climate would be right for planting. Yeah, for- the, it makes the air temperature a little warmer. Oh, okay. All right. You know, the coast is always warmer than it is here. Sure, that makes sense. But Okay. Well, Melody, thank you so much. Absolutely. I okay. will give you guys an update here in a little bit. All right. 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, toll-free, it's 866-308-8867, the number to call to be a part of the show. All right. So what did Calvin write about? You were Calvin wrote about pruning. Pruning? You were talking to that man about pruning. Guide to pruning fruit trees and bushes. All right. And uh, did you tell that? It says, that? this step, vital for blemish-free... Hardy, a hardy harvest. Hardy harvest. This step is vital for blemish-free hardy harvest. Okay. And uh, we had had some questions down at our tree adoption program. (laughs) I I hope you guys agreed with me. And there I say. Yeah. I said citrus doesn't 
require, and, and we don't encourage uh, pruning unless you're trying to fit it in someplace. Yeah, so somebody, uh, that, that man that didn't want to be on the radio was looking for somebody uh, that, was fr- that had pruned citrus in the valley to prune his grapefruit tree, which has gotten too big. And uh, <laughs> uh, any, uh, if any of you out there are grapefruit pruners or from the valley, uh, give us a call. And we'll take your name and get it back to, to that gentleman. Oh, okay. But I told him, I said, well, it's going to grow back in a hurry to the, its standard size. So we, we saw that at uh, Uvalde where we pruned our, our satsuma. But, the, uh, but basically what we did, these on larger, older trees, was just go in there and take a few scaffolds out, the, the larger, larger limbs, take them back to the next largest limb, and uh, kind thinning. of thin the tree. Thinning cuts. Now, when you do that to citrus, <laughs> when you do that, to, and you do that in uh, late February or early March, before it puts out its new growth, because you're going to remove a lot of leaves, and if you're not careful, it'll sunburn. The tree will sunburn. So, uh, especially since it's been covered all that year. So, uh, uh, I told him to do that. But uh, what what you have are sucker sucker growth. The same way, uh, more, more so on a pear tree, is uh, that thing sends up uh, those suckers from the bottom of the tree uh, and on. From the grass, yeah, leaves. just stand back, or you'll get picked, yeah. picked up by the suckers growing. And you, <laughs> up you go up, up and, into the air, <laughs> and you have to uh, have to take those out periodically during the summer. But uh, and I told him, I said, not going to do much good to, as far as controlling the height. We had a question: How do you keep the tree short? Hmm. Now, Calvin's outlined some uh, pruning techniques, and um, that's exactly the way they keep them short on peaches. You know, they they prune uh, in a vase, vase or wine glass shape, and that wine glass shape cuts the top out. You know, it edges the top out. Yeah, you keep keep moving it kind of the outside. Yeah. Of course, pe- Peaches are much more tolerant of oh yeah of uh, pruning them than almost any other tree. And you, as far as gra- I don't know if you covered grapes. No, I didn't. Uh, but grapes, uh, so grapes would be one that's really <laughs> that's, really tolerant. That's eighty or ninety percent of the wood that you remove. Oh yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's one of those things. It's uh, almost impossible to get people to <laughs> believe. You know. Yeah. yeah. I've got to cut all those except for those yeah. buds. Uh, <laughs> so anyway. Uh, you, yeah, that, that Calvin gives some good uh, good tips on uh, on pruning, and this uh, in today's uh, essay in uh, section B, and got a great picture of a uh, of an orchard, a peach orchard. Let's see, no, pl- I guess they call it that plum. 
with uh, the clean under the trees and also then the uh, grass in the center, center of the tree. And they gave a good picture of uh, blackberries and uh, what did they call that thing? Plum. Well, it says plum. That's a lot. Of, I guess that is plum. Now, the, uh, the, the article emphasizes, too, that if you want, <clears throat> quite often, you know, the, the, wor- the words are one thing, but the diagrams right. and, uh, really, really help. And uh, plantanswers.com, if you want more information on pruning and some diagrams and such, go, go to plantanswers.com. Yeah. And we've got, I've got the, I've put a link to them. On the topics of the month, two links on pruning ornamentals as well as uh, a fruit tree. And uh, that's on the front page of plantanswers.com. We had one question, just any information on pruning. Well, we weren't, couldn't hand out information on pruning. Oh, okay. (laughs) But we couldn't hand out any information on anything. But... uh, uh, that, like you say, that go to the internet or web and and find it. Uh, if, if you if you plantanswers.com is easy to remember, and uh, it's also got a link to uh, Aggie Horticulture. Yeah. Where, and under the fruit section of Aggie Horticulture, uh, each species, ta- each variety of type is talked about. On planet on uh, AggieHorticulture.com. I probably should have looked at my uh, trees this morning because they're going to be the low chill. Yeah, peaches are going to be bursting out pretty soon. And we had a report to, from somebody that, uh, that theirs were already uh, showing uh, bud break. So you want to get you you can prune even if you got uh, bud break. But if you want to you get your uh, um, horticultural oil. Deal with your scale. You want to do that before bud break, right? Uh, kind of put it on your schedule, and it's re- relatively easy once you get the materials. Yeah. Suppose you don't do it before bud break. Suppose you don't do it till it blooms. Well, it's a little tough on bloom, but you uh, <laughs> you got if you're if you're a bit of a gambler, uh, you you've got a, a lot more blooms. Then you have ten uh, percent of the yeah, blooms yeah. and ninety percent of the crop. So some commercial operations uh, co- co- kind of combine the, the sometimes combine the two so that they get a little thinning. Done. Yeah, right. That's easier than hand thinning in it, Kevin. Now here, <laughs> here where we have trouble with getting enough chill, and uh, uh, we're, we don't have. Three thousand trees in our backyard, but uh, might might be better if you go ahead and get it done. Yeah, uh, but uh, I mentioned that because uh, didn't we have a call or something from uh, somebody said there that last week uh, that their uh, tree, yeah, their Lafayette Atlanta was li- bloom had blooms on. Yeah, which surprised that 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 must mean. That must mean that uh, it got dry. I think it got it got forced. Kind of mess, messes up the chemistry. Yeah, 
uh, a lot of time. I know know it's uh, these ornamental pears that they have planted around here. I've seen ornamental pears around in Stone Oak at the the entrance to uh, some of the subdivisions there in Stone Oak in full bloom. In full bloom in uh, September, October, Mm. from the drought. Oh, yeah. You've talked about that before. People will call in and, oh, yeah. What's happening? Hey, let's take a break while we do. Give us a call, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Uh, speaking of pruning, if you'd like to prune your cable bill oh. a little bit and uh, cut the cord, as they say, you need to give Steve a call at Free HDTV Texas. Free HDTV Texas. Steve will show you how... He can come in and set up your TV so you can get about 50 different channels uh, that you can enjoy, uh, folks, uh, like all your local channels, plus more, plus channels uh, that are embedded in those uh, in channels, about 50 channels. Plus, he'll uh, he's what he's worked out is an engineer heart, and he, so he's basically studied this, figured out how to do it. So if you were one of those people that wanted to do that, but it didn't quite work when you did it on your own. It'll be worth it to do it. Uh, he saves people literally, I mean, hundreds of dollars per year, if not more when you start adding it up. I mean, if you're doing $100 a month in cable, it doesn't take long to get to thousands of dollars a year. And he likes to, to talk about it being one monthly free. Not a fee, but a free. Plus, I'll tell you, too, uh, how the different channels work. Uh, if you've got a smart TV or a Roku device or other things like that, I'll tell you how those work as well. So there's lots of great opportunities. People are doing it more and more every day. Uh, learn it by calling them at 210-660-HDTV. 210-660-HDTV. Or go online, free HDTV Texas. Dot com to learn more. You'll be pleasantly surprised about what he can do uh, when he talks to you about it. All right, 210-308-8867. We're taking a break. I'm Milton Glick. Back in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevard Road. We know you love gardening, so... Add one more day to your Valentine's Day celebration. On the day after Valentine's Day, February 15th, head on over to Millburgers where you will love having a good time learning and having some great food and festivities. We're going to have a rodeo celebration. That's right. And the big star of the show, the 2020 Rodeo Tomato, it'll be announced and available for sale. Plus, there's going to be chili, Fritos, and drinks from 11 a.m. till the pot runs dry, and that's all at no cost. The South Texas says, own Texas Weather Band will be there playing the best of traditional country music from 11 until 3. There's free pony rides and a petting zoo from 11 to 3 and free face painting. And then get there at 10 o'clock and enjoy the adult gardening class called Spring Cleanup To-Dos for Your Lawn and Landscape from 11 to 10.30, taught by David Rodriguez. Go to MillburgerNursery.com for more info. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM. The answer, give us a call. Be a part of the show at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. 
888-67. Tell us what's going on in your gardening world and how we can help you today uh, to have a better gardening experience. Uh, don't forget the blood drive. Uh, still still about 10 minutes left. So if you're on your way, hurry. Uh, but come on out and give blood. And I'm seeing lots of folks. I'm hoping our numbers picked up uh, with the red T-shirts, the long sleeve T-shirts that, uh, that she, they gave for giving blood. So I wanted to ask about the question about having sex in foreign countries. We appreciate that you didn't do but, that. Thank uh, you. She, she's... This is our first day. Yeah, just just let her, yeah. <laughs> All right, 210-308-8867. Maybe I can look on the, can um, I look on the. I don't know. You'll have to try. See if the question. I don't know. You'll have to try. I'm all positive we've got those original questions on Plan F. You should go look. In miscellaneous. All right. Two one zero. We don't want him started on that again. I yeah, know we don't. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. That was such a cute question. Was it? Was it really? Especially since they they threw Garrett Calvin out two or three yeah. times. All right. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. We haven't talked about pruning roses because it's a little bit early. Oh, okay. Uh, but uh, today. In today's paper, on the Calvin's articles, uh, Neil Sparrows uh, sent him a picture of the of a rose infected with rose rosette virus. Oh no, that's wh- the- which is wiped out uh, <laughs> Dallas and Fort Worth as far as the roses are concerned. We we found one case. One or two cases here in San Antonio, but it's nothing like it is up there. And uh, so when your rose starts growing, it's going to put out that new growth. Uh, and, and in the picture, it's, it's and I've got a write-up of on Rose Rosette uh, that Neil Spare put together on plantanswers.com with some pictures that I took here in San Antonio to show you the infection. Yeah, there's an article in my archives, too. Okay, good. And... Uh, so uh, look at that picture and, and w- watch your rose uh, when it far start taking off. And this is not a subtle oh, symptoms. No. These are these are pretty drastic sim- symptoms usually. The upright thorny uh, canes, yeah, right out of the center. Wild, savage looking plants. <laughs> uh, see it. Uh, let's see. I was going to see where you say he or uh, Neil describes it, but uh, he said he said it was notably around uh, in the Dallas Fort Worth area. But uh, it causes uh, clubby new growth on rank growing stems that have several times the normal number of thorns. The buds do not open properly, and over the course of a year or two, the plant loses vigor and dies. Uh, and when it's pr- present, it, it infected uh, or detected, uh, you need to dig and remove the plants immediately, put them in the plastic trash bags, and send them to the landfill. So uh, be be careful. Uh, be uh, mindful of when you're. Rose bush starts blooming, or rose bushes start blooming. There's no resistance uh, on the market so far. 
to this disease. And uh, it's spread it's spread by mites, right? I think it's spread by mites. They're mighty small. Yeah. Uh, I, I uh, had an interesting call from uh, Greg Grant. Uh, he changed he cha- yesterday. Yeah. He changed he's changed his telephone number again. <laughs> his what? I, I don't, his telephone number again. Why he changed he, it. Oh, really? Who's he, who's he hiding from? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but he's having uh, some, some very successful programs up in Tyler. And uh, they've they've had to lock people out of a meeting room several times because of overcapacity, crowding. That sounds fire, pretty dramatic. Fire standards. They have to lock them out. Yeah, they're they're kicking yeah. them out. They're banging on the doors. I think he said he had to had a room that he could have only 130 in, and about 180 showed up. So they're locked out. The ones that are over 30. But anyway, uh, he was talking about uh, Laura Bush Petunia. Mm hmm. Mine's uh, blooming, by the way, again. Yeah, which is featured on the front page uh, uh, and uh, and the article uh, written by Greg talking about the uh, making of the uh, Laura Bush Petunia is on plantanswers.com. Under the front page in red on topics of the month, Laura Bush Petunia, and uh, we were I, which publication? Yeah, um, PlantAnswers.com. Yeah, PlantAnswers okay. on the front page, and also under flowers. Uh, but uh, I was at, I had added some comments to his article, and I made the comment on there that. Uh, Laura Bush uh, petunias are the only reliable reseeding petunia on the market. In other words, it reseeds itself a year after year after year. And uh, he he agreed with that. He said there there are some petunias, hybrid petunias, that'll that'll have uh, seedlings show up for a couple of years. But they never last as long, and and uh, they're not consistently show up like Laura Bush does, Laura Bush Petunia does. And he was he was laughing, talking about uh, he had planted some uh, Laura Bush Petunias at his mother's house for a wedding, and he was over there the other day. And Laura Bush Petunias are coming up between the cracks in the concrete of the driveway. That's what I liked about him. <laughs> and uh, Greg told him told her not to spray it with any herbicide, uh, and she'd have Laura Bush Petunias for the driveway, and it'll grow vigorously in the cracks of the of the. Driveway. Yeah, that was the the first thing that made me like them was when it and maybe, came up from yeah. under the house. Yeah, <laughs> but it was beautiful. I, I mean, guess she could ask the neighbor if she could park her car over there. Uh, <laughs> driveway and uh, not like bamboo or anything. <laughs> so uh, that, that's a good petunia. And uh, to that end, I, I believe we can still plant seed of Laura Bush petunia. 
And uh, John Tom, uh, Wild Seed Farms has a write-up, and I have it on Plant Answers under the uh, Laura Bush write-up. But uh, uh, it talks about only planting them in the spring. But I believe that's in the north, uh, maybe north of Dallas, because uh, they cut. I know we've had them come up in the winter, what do we call winter, in uh, Fredericksburg at Wild Seed, and in the in the pay, in the driveway in the walkways out there. Well, they they do up. well in the in the winter. Yeah, they've come up in nooks and crannies in my. Uh, Citrus containers yeah. already. Yeah. And the cut flower garden and uh, the vegetable garden, you know. At this already? Yeah. This time? There's a few few plants. <laughs> when you, if you look for them, you can find them. Yeah. Are they blooming? No, they're no, not they're blooming. Uh, mine are. I don't know. If you want some advice, I'm happy yeah, to help you. <laughs> but but since, since Laura Bush is not widely available on the market because of what Trace uh, Milberger had them here a couple of times. Mm-hmm. And had to cut them back two. I think he cut those back three times. Yeah, they, before he sold them all. They happy. They're a happy well, plant. And no growth regulator will work on lower bush potatoes. Huh. That can That's why they can't control the size. So uh, when a nursery has them, <laughs> they outgrow the nursery, outgrow adjoining pro- product that they're next to. <laughs> so yeah, they, uh, they've never been designed. Uh, Described as a uh, disciplined no uh-uh. uh, plant, the, these new hybrids are you know more compact and upright and all that kind of stuff. But uh, the, I, I think if if you wanted a larvae petunia, which would go fairly well through the summer, if you cut it back periodically, uh, you could order seed from Wild Seed Farm now, and uh, it comes in pink and purple or blue whatever they call that color and uh, and plant the seed now just like Calvin talked about he he, he still hasn't gotten over uh, larkspur taking over his flower bed method mm. you could say he, he mentioned that all the time and he's still better uh, this week in the garden uh, yeah, larkspur we don't know anybody that obsesses <laughs> on things like yeah, that yeah you never you never have to worry at first, when you start pulling them like weeds, you say, "Wow, I, I hate doing this." But then, as the spring or the winter progresses, and they're everywhere, you say, "I should have done a little more of that," you know. But they're uh, you know those sort of little carrot type structures on the bottom of them? yeah, they're very they're, they're, it's attractive foliage, for yeah, sure, and recognizable foliage. So you can and uh, kind of you can kind of. Let it grow along the edges, or do like I do, and kind of designate an area that's that you can let it grow. Did you uh, replant your original from transplant or from seed? Original, I think transplants. Okay, back back yeah. when we were promoting the yeah. bunny bunny bloom bunny larkspur, yeah, and they uh, they make a good transplant. Unlike the uh, some of the uh, earlier written. I don't know, maybe still written uh, wildflower books that said larkspur can't be transplanted because they said blue bonnets can't be transplanted either. I guess I guess we fooled them on that deal. 
But uh, Kevin said, Larkspur that's proud in the cut flower garden with overgrown snapdragon, stocks, calendulas, and slow-moving children. <laughs> but they can be transplanted to designated area of the garden for use as cut flowers. And I'll add to that, at any age, from, from sprouting to bloom, because oh. my uh, volunteers did that, transplanted some that were blooming that I was calling and uh, and they they lived and bloomed again uh, and they're, they're good as a nectar source for hummingbirds and butterflies <coughs> but I used them as, as a co- where I got in the larkspur would uh, use them as a cover for the uh, blue ugly blue bonnets that were making seed. So the so the farmer Shaking wouldn't plow head. them out. <laughs> but uh, anyway, that's that's a good plant. When you look up larkspur on the internet, mm-hmm. uh, lo- just lo- look up the term larkspur on the internet. Okay, I'm going you, to do that now. You will find more sites telling how to kill them out of the range, out of out of pastures and things. How to how to get rid of them out of lark because they they're tough to get rid of. Is this in the prairies? Prairie yeah, prairies? yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> the uh, I've told this story often, but the the farmers that were growing the blue bonnets and the larks for me uh, scared to death of them because uh, no herbicide that they applied, pre-emergent herbicide, yeah. would stop them. It's kind of like milkweed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know why? <laughs> it's against my religion to grow milkweed or to, to try to def- figure out how to do grow native milkweed. <laughs> One of the questions that we got uh, was uh, they were uh, they were adopting out. Yes. Uh, I hope this is making Mark happy. Uh, pomegranate. Oh, okay. And several people came up to me, uh, especially one lady from uh, had grown pomegranates in California very successfully. Yeah. And uh, she's living here now and growing the uh, some of the new pomegranates that she she was very happy with the fruit. Uh, uh, the setting of the fruit, the amount of fruit you produce, but she was very upset about the black in, internal. Uh, uh, so she had it. Juice uh, didn't matter what variety she had. No, uh, she she had uh, had some of these new varieties uh-huh. that we sell, and I I told her that uh, that was a common problem with uh, pomegranates in this area. Have you got pomegranates? Uh, I mean, does the Extension service have them in the Uvalde test sites. Yeah, so a lot of these were new. Yeah, guys. yeah, yeah. Are any of them? Are any of them showing any promise? No. Uh, well, we've chosen one that we were thinking about getting on the market, but it too, it has beautiful fruit, big fruit, red fruit, but when you break it open, black inside. Yeah, you told us that. 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 And uh, must be heartbreaking. Hard, oh yeah, heartbreaker. But uh, I told her that <laughs> uh, we we don't know what causes it, 
and we don't know how to prevent it. Uh, we're we're thinking that a, a fungal spray in uh, in March, you know, in February and March when it blooms, uh, or periodically might might help the uh, keep that black out of there. Well, she wasn't very happy with my answer. I'm sorry. Mm. But uh, also somebody asked uh, that pomegranate fruit is not isn't sweet. No. I, I was I I started to tell her all all the pomegranates I've ever eaten is are nasty. Because you can eat the you have to eat the inside those corky inside too. Well, I, I think they're sweet. I think they've got a good taste. Yeah. Of course, I just swallowed the seeds, too. <laughs> what can you do to make them sweeter? And I, what we've seen uh, at the ones we've got in Uvalde is the sweetness is associated with the variety. Uh, all the most, I'd say 90% of all the juice of pomegranate that you buy in the grocery and everything is grown in uh, California, and is probably is is ninety percent wonderful. The wonderful variety, variety. which we got hundreds or maybe thousands in Texas, but not nearly as productive as. Uh. Uh-uh. There's something about uh, you know. Uh, last week I was talking about the uh, Persian walnut that that turn have we we can produce the uh the actual fruit the shell of it but the inside black and uh they're all grown in in the desert or in California well it's interesting too because uh naturalized um pomegranates they have that beautiful flower yeah. long term foliage looks real healthy it's it's hard to believe that that they uh, we we can't produce a uh, fruit that doesn't have that uh, growth. We don't even know if it's a fungus, do we? No, no. I, I don't. We don't know the vector yet. Uh, the uh, the causal agent. There's, I, I guess, I guess there's. Uh, well, I was going to say as many ornamental varieties as there are uh, uh, nutritional varieties. Oh but, yeah. But there's quite a yeah quite a few, and there, a lot of those are are really easy to grow. But yeah, Mister Mister Moore at uh, at Botanical Garden, the guy that used to came up with the citrus, uh, he had an ornamental uh, pomegranate, and we've got it out at Uvalde. We got one one out of Uvalde that has small fruit but blooms quite a bit. All right. Go ahead. We gotta take a break. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 and Bull Road. Give us a call. Still time to answer your questions. And uh, we encourage you to uh, also learn more about all the stuff that we're talking about by going to millburgernursery.com. More in a moment with Dr. Calvin Finch. Dr. Jerry Parsons, I'm Milton Glick. This is 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Boulevardy Road. We know you love gardening, so... 
Add one more day to your Valentine's Day celebration. On the day after Valentine's Day, February 15th, head on over to Millburgers where you will love having a good time learning and having some great food and festivities. We're going to have a rodeo celebration. That's right. The big star of the show, the 2020 Rodeo Tomato. It'll be announced and available for sale. Plus, there's going to be chili, Fritos, and drinks from 11 a.m. till the pot runs dry, and that's all at no cost. The South Texas Zone. Texas Weather Band will be there playing the best of traditional country music from 11 until 3. There's free pony rides and a petting zoo from 11 to 3 and free face painting. And then get there at 10 o'clock and enjoy the adult gardening class called Spring Cleanup To-Dos for Your Lawn and Landscape from 11 to 10.30, taught by David Rodriguez. Go to MillbergerNursery.com for more info. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas, right here from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. But well, we've got Sharon on the line at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Sharon, welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. How are you doing today? Good afternoon. I'm doing wonderful. Good. Well, how can we help you? I need to ask Jerry about fig trees. Is it can you still take cuttings from big trees, or is it too late? No, you can take uh, sticks from it. Uh, what we do with our with figs, uh, we take only new wood. You know the wood that came on last year, uh-huh. and uh, and we take it about uh, uh, four, 12, to, twelve to fourteen inches long okay and uh then uh you don't have to use a a thicket and a hormone or anything else if you know where you want to plant it you plant uh about three or four of those sticks in that location in other words Uh you sink them in the ground up to to the about uh, uh three three or four inches sticking out okay okay uh, if you don't want to plant them in the ground now, you can uh, put them in five-gallon containers uh, full of potting mix or compost or whatever. Yeah. And you can you can put them pretty thick in there, and then uh, just put them in a. They don't even have to be in a protected area, and they they uh, we you get they a good per, a certain percentage of rooting. Okay. Okay. What, uh, what kind of fig? What kind of fig have you got? One that grows in the ground. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one of those. Huh? I, I mean, is it well, an old fig, or uh, uh, why? No, why are you want to root it? I got mine from a. I cut off from another friend's tree. I think okay. it's a brown turkey, but I'm not sure. It's a good fig. <laughs> okay. I think it's a brown it, turkey. Is uh, it little? Is it a small fig? A medium size with an open eye. It has an open eye. Why yeah, you want to pro- so. why do you want to propagate that? Get one with a closed eye, like Celeste. I like this fig. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do the birds like it? Oh yes, they do. <laughs> well, let me ask you this: um, 
it's already like ready to break buds. Some of the the things I want to cut off, I want to trim it. Is what I'm wanting to do. And uh, are those be good pieces to to try to propagate? The uh, try to get the ones with closed buds. Well, yeah, they're they're not open, but they're just you know you you can see they're where they're starting. Yeah, that's well. Yeah, those yeah. okay long and not open. Okay, okay. I know I should have done it last fall, but anyway. No, uh, we do ours in uh, in January and February. Oh, in, do you? We're in, oh, the, in the winter. They're not fussy. Well, I, I thought no, I took uh-uh. mine in the fall before, and then, uh, okay. I don't, I, but they're, so they're, they're fairly easy to root. Yeah. Yeah, I've eroded them, but I just thought it was the wrong time to, uh, no, to do it. No, this is the ideal time to do it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, Good luck to you. Thank you. Sharon. All righty. Bye, Sharon. Thanks for calling. Now, we've got some closed-eye figs. Uh, if you don't like to crunch hardback bugs, Milton, that's worse than... Have you ever eaten a bug in a fig, Milton? No. We'll have to try to get that to happen. Thank you. Yeah, that'll be nice. For, yeah. We'll get Forrest Appleton to send some uh, figs over. What I always do when I make the decision I'm going to eat that fig, <laughs> just go and go down quick and get it down. There, there you go. That's what I tried to get him to do on yeah. the blackberry bitter bug. They yeah. were moving. <laughs> Calvin wasn't seeing the bug in the fig. Well, and, and on, on that bunch, you could taste them, too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You could even, yeah, you didn't have to get... If you could shut your eyes, you'd still experience the bitter. <laughs> but uh, we've got some good figs here for sale at, at Millburgers. Yeah, fig, figs are... And they're already rooted, aren't they, Kevin? The, fig, <laughs> the uh, figs. Oh, yeah. I can't believe that woman is wanting to root an open-eyed oh, fig. That's uh, a man lied to her. She liked that fig. Don't be, don't be making People fun like of Sharon. Gar- yeah. Like your garden. Yeah. <laughs> it's not in it sure for the a, production. I bet she's tasting the bug and the, the beetle and the, no, that's giving it the flavor. I don't know. Did she, High had, protein did she figs. have figs? I guess she must have, yeah. She wanted to root the one that she had, yeah. Yeah. Calvin, uh, in changing the subject. Okay. <laughs> got about two minutes. And, and Calvin's article, uh, This Week in the Garden, at the very bottom, he says, The contact herbicide weed-free zone is effective for controlling henbit, chickweed, bed straw, and other winter broadleaf weeds at lower temperatures than other sprays. Uh, follow... The label instruction. The name of that herbicide is Weed Free Zone. Right. But how are people going to know if they've got henbit or chickweed or betra? So uh, what I've done on plantanswers.com, uh, Neil Perry actually found this uh, uh, on weed identification. It's from A&M. It's A&M's website. And uh, it's on weed identification, and it, it gives pictures of the weed. Oh, good. And we'll talk more about the weed identification tomorrow. Well, if you All go, right. you, you have a hint that you've got one of those weeds. If you 
go out your back door, <laughs> and you can't hardly walk through the broadleaf uh, plants. They're really. But the, you, we were talking about bed straw last yeah, weekend. Yeah. Boy, it, bed straws move. One of the things I, about bed straws, it's uh, relatively easy to pull. Yeah, but this will not damage your grass. We'll talk more about that tomorrow. All right, we're going to say goodbye for today, but thank you very much to Al back at the station. Are you cold, Milton? I'm getting a little chilly, yes. Uh, Getting the calls on the air and uh, putting up with us as well. We'll see you tomorrow on 930 a.m. This is The Answer.